folks has our prayer today. John, would you unmute, please, and give us a lead us in prayer? Well, good morning. We're, we're really glad to be with you. What I'd like to do um, is quote some scripture. It uh, comes from the Old Testament, and it's very brief, and it occurs three times in Psalms. And so from Psalms 107, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His loving devotion endures forever. So from that, can we go to prayer? And this is a prayer of thanks. Dear God, we sometimes wonder our best to bring a prayer to you. So this morning, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for our creation, our world, your presence, and your love for us. Thank you for the beautiful day which you've given us, which will only be exceeded by tomorrow. Thank you for the blessings we know and for those we take for granted. Thank you for our children, our grandchildren, and our ability to help them. Thank you for this church and this class. Thank you for the realization that not all the world is as blessed as we pray for hunger to be addressed, for peace to be brought, for lives to be saved, for wisdom to be brought to our leaders. We thank you for the spirit given to those who serve our country and those who care for them when they are hurt. And as mentioned, as we thank you for this class, we have members that are hurting. We know you know who they are. We ask for your presence, your grace, your healing to sustain our friends and to lift them up to strength. As we end this prayer, we desperately need to thank you for your son, Jesus, and the gift of freedom he gave us, the freedom to be better than we are. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you. Our scripture today is 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit that you have from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Dave Miller is going to be our speaker today. Dave is a longtime member of RUMC and a member of Crosstalk. I was taught CDC so well in the past. We're so delighted to have him back. Um, Dave is passionate about Divine Providence Water Project in Kenya, which is a part of our mission outreach. And um, Dave, if you are on mute, you will have the floor. Thank you. Well, let's see. Uh, let's uh, do some logistics here. If you all can hear my voice, nod your head up and down. Well, hallelujah. <laughs> We're off to a good start. Thank you. As you can see, I'm uh, coming to you uh, from my home. Uh, we still don't venture out uh, too much, except the occasional uh, cross-pollination with our kids and grandkids. That's about the extent of it. Um, we, uh, I, I want to thank you for inviting me back. Uh, several weeks ago, we started with a series um, that I called God With Us, and um, I'm happy to be back here to kind of complete that or, or close the loop on, on God with us, because uh, we certainly know that we need God with us at this point in time, with the pandemic uh, bearing down on us, the daily counts of cases and uh, the increasing numbers of deaths, uh, the worldwide second phase of that. And then on top of that, it seems like every other week uh, a hurricane is hitting somewhere. And then we had the election. So, I mean, it's a, it's a lot to take in. And I don't know about you, but I need God with me at, at these times in particular. Um, that hymn goes, I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Bless me now, my Savior, I come to thee. So that's how, that's what's in my heart today. And I try to keep that thought every day that I need God with me. So that's the subject uh, matter we're going to continue today. And the title of our lesson is The Temple of God. And I'll, uh, as we go on, I'll uh, remark about how that ties in to, to our central theme of God with us. 
But uh, several weeks ago, you may or may not recall when I know our class, our crosstalk class, doesn't remember too well from week to week. So let me uh, let me give you just a quick reminder of where we were several. Weeks. The title of that particular lesson was called "The Diamond: COVID-19 and Our Relationship to God." And you might recall that um, we talked about the different facets of the relationship that God has designed between Him and us. That uh, being that he is the potter and we are the clay, that he is the vine and we are the branches. He is the shepherd and we are the sheep. He is our king and we are his servants and the culmination of that relationship and that he is our father and that we are his sons and daughters. We are all children of God. So we we discussed that and started there. And uh, it's it's always good to start with knowledge <laughs> and have uh, have a basis for truth and and in this particular subject where what God has intended in that relationship. But this knowledge that uh, we have of this relationship, these mul this multifaceted relationship, only takes us so far. Knowledge and logic, reason can only take you so far in your relationship to God. What we need is the Holy Spirit to help us realize and help us actualize what that relationship is. How does, how does it come to life? And, and the divine light of God through his Holy Spirit, as it shines on that diamond of our relationship, brings, brings it to life, helps us to internalize what that relationship is. Now, in preparing for this, I ran across a, a sermon from a very famous pastor, minister from England. His name was Charles Spurgeon. And uh, I don't know if you've heard of him or not, but he's, he's a, he was a great um, minister, great speaker. And uh, Charles Spurgeon used the example to, uh, of a honey, of honey, to describe how the Holy Spirit brings to life to realization, that relationship to God. And he said, you know, you can, you can read about honey, H-O-N-E-Y. You can read about it. You can look at it. You can talk about it. But until you've tasted honey, you really don't have an idea of the sweetness of honey, of its purpose. It helps you to actualize, to realize the knowledge that you had. And the Holy Spirit does the same thing with God and within our hearts and minds. It helps us to, to know God in a deeper way, in a personal way, in a way like tasting honey does. So the Holy Spirit reveals the sweetness of God, the, the excellence of God, beyond the truth and the knowledge, but into a deeper understanding of what it means to be in communion with God. It's kind of like uh, love and forgiveness. We can, we can read about love. We can talk about it. We can read poems about it. Same way with forgiveness. We can read about it. We can study it. But until we've realized the love of God, until we've realized in our hearts and minds the forgiveness of God, the relief of God, the peace of God, the comfort of God that he brings to us through his Holy Spirit, that we're just, we're just using our head knowledge. We're just thinking about it, but we haven't fully realized the beauty of it. 
Now, we, in, in studying the Holy Spirit, we're talking about how God relates to us and how God comes to us. And, and in, in reading the Old Testament, we, we see from Genesis chapter 1 that God has always wanted to be with his people. He wanted to be with Adam and Eve in the garden. Of course, we know how that turned out, not very well. But God wanted this from the very beginning. When we read about the Israelites and the Exodus and, and through the desert, God instructed Moses to, to build the tabernacle where he could meet with his people, where he could be, he could be with them, with the, the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, so that he could be with his people. He instructed Solomon to build the magnificent temple for himself in Jerusalem so he could fill the temple with his glory and be with his people. So God has always wanted to have this intimate relationship with ourselves. Now, we see the culmination of that after Jesus' death and resurrection, after his ascension, 50 days. Remember what happened 50 days after the resurrection? Pentecost. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came and dwelt within human beings, as evidenced by the, the little tongues of fire on their head, by the violent wind inside the room where they were gathered, by the speaking of tongues, many languages of the, of the known world at that time, that God chose that moment to dwell within us that no longer was the temple in a tabernacle, no longer was it in a physical place in Jerusalem, but wow, it now, the temple of God is us. That sacred dwelling place of God is within us. Hence the title of this lesson, the temple of God. We are the temple of God. And the, the Bible passage for this day was read at the beginning. Do you not know this was Paul's writing and, and speaking to his Corinthian brothers and sisters. Do you not know that you are temples of the Holy Spirit? Think about that. Wow. The sacred dwelling place of God is us, is within our hearts and minds. We are the sacred temple of God. That intimate, personal, it doesn't get any closer relationship than that. And we, and of course, you know, at the Ascension, uh, Jesus commissioned us as his field, field agents to go out and tell people, but we are, we are the temple of God. Now, I want to read um, a portion of Psalm 139. If you're looking for a psalm to read, this is a beautiful one, because it speaks to how God knows us. It speaks to us about how close God is with us, no matter what the situation, no matter what the pandemic or hurricanes or floods or whatever. Uh, psalm 139. O oh Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest when I sit down and when I rise up. Thou discernest my thoughts from afar. Thou searchest out my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, lo, O oh Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou dost beset me behind and before and layest thy hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Uh, another way to say that, it's mind-blowing, okay? It will short-circuit our minds to think about God dwelling 
within us and his knowledge of us and his desire to be with his people. Now, we know God has designed it this way, all the different facets of this relationship, and we know that the Holy Spirit comes to us, but it's a two-way street. Communication is always a two-way street that we have our part to play in this, in this as well. God has told us, seek and ye shall find, knock and it will be opened unto you. He's told us, abide with me and I will abide with you. It's an open invitation. He stands at the door and knocks. We have to open the door. We have to seek him. We have to want to abide with him and he'll abide with us. It's his promise. If we're looking for God with us, that's the promise. Now, this morning, uh, as Pastor Davis says, this is what I want to talk to you about. This. And there's four things that we can do to abide with God, to seek him, and to seek a deeper relationship with him. And the first has to do with miracles. Miracles. Now, in thinking about this, I thought your great Zoom sessions there, which are kind of ordered chaos. I, I love them. When I'm listening to them, it's just amazing. Okay. But it's great. You're interacting. It's wonderful. But I think a subject you might think about covering in your Zoom meetings is what miracle have you personally experienced from God that you can share with someone? We've probably all got them. A personal miracle where a miracle being where eternity has touched time. There's a this wonderful author that I like a lot. His name is Eric Metakis, and he's a he's a contemporary of us. He's written some great books. Eric Metakis wrote a book just simply called Miracles, and in that book he described a miracle as heaven touching earth, heaven touching earth, where eternity touches time, where the Creator touches His creation where God intercedes and comes to us at a particular time, in a particular place, for a particular reason, to show us himself, to reveal himself to us, and to say, here I am, here I am. I'm always there, but here I am right now. Perhaps you've experienced, I hope you may have experienced, think back, we've had long lives, a lot of things have happened. Has God interceded in your, in your life? Something that you would like to tell someone else about. Now, if you can't think of anything, if nothing comes to mind immediately, look around you. Look around at God's creation that, that surrounds us and greets us every day where we can see his presence. The earth is an amazing, amazingly complicated precise, beautiful place that God has created for us. We still have some flowers in our garden, and I can pick one up and look at the beauty of one flower. Now, when we're talking about God with us, our default mental position should be, that's God at work. When you see, and inevitably we all see a beautiful sunset, a sunrise, think that's God that created that. I mean, you could say, hey, this is a pretty nice looking flower. I like the particular crimson uh, shade that that is. Or you can say, God, thank you. That is amazing. When the sky is ablaze with color, you could say, well, I like that orange there a lot. 
and the blue mixes with it really well. Or you could say, God, thank you. You're amazing. You're omnipotent. You created this. I'm, I'm of an of a engineering scientific background, so I appreciate some of the complexities here, or at least I'm amazed by them. I don't understand them. But, but think about, you know, you hear a lot about Mars these days, and, uh, you know, we're planning trips to Mars. How do we know where Mars is going to be years from now? How do we know that? Because God precisely has controlled, designed, created, controlled everything in its order. And he sustains all things every day. If, if he had made this earth or if this earth were just a smidgen larger, our gravity would be so great that all the poisonous gases would stay near the surface and we'd all be dead. If, if the earth were just a smidgen smaller, we'd have less gravity and, and all the water would evapor evaporate and we'd all be dead. It's, you, you go on and on. Take any, anything of nature whatsoever and it's got to lead you to God with us, to God being there with you. And so every day we have a miracle surrounding us. But think back, I hope you have some personal memories of where God came to you in a special way. So God uses miracles to come to us and to remind us that he is with us. Now, the second thing I'd like to share with you is prayer. Now, all of us being good Methodists, we pay a lot of attention to, to prayer, and, and we know the importance. We know the importance of, but I, I don't think it hurts to remind ourselves of the fact that in prayer, we are reaching out and communicating with the eternal, omnipotent God that created all things, who is beyond the physical world, who is beyond time and earthly things, and yet he's within our soul. He's outside the physical world that we're praying to, but he is God with us. He is Emmanuel. Oh, we're going to get to Advent very shortly, and we, we can sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel, God with us. God within our hearts, do you not know that you're temples of the Holy Spirit? So in praying, our heart and mind, our, our spirit is connecting with God's spirit that dwells within us. We are calling upon him. We are bringing our petitions to the throne of God as his sons and daughters. Now, we, we might be a speck of cosmic dust in the universe, and, and I'm very conscious of that. I mean, we're, we're nothing in the universe, in the universe, but we are also sons and daughters of God. We are heirs to his kingdom, and he died for us. So we're very special people. Now, another psalm, just briefly from Psalm 8, this is another beauty. Psalm 8, when I look at the heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast established, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man, that thou dost care for him. Yet thou hast made him a little less than God, little less than angels, it says in another translation, and dost crown him with glory and honor. Thou hast given him dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. God has created the world and given us the world and, and says to us, you are special. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. We know he's with us. And prayer brings us 
into that union with God. Jesus taught us the prayer, the model of the prayer that uh, he would like for us to use, and we use every Sunday. We pray, Our Father who art in heaven, in that opening petition, we're calling on the one who created us and loves us unconditionally, the one who has infinite power and knowledge, but the one who we can address as dad, as father. Hallowed be thy name. We acknowledge his name to be holy, to be holy above all things. We pray thy kingdom come. We're asking God to abide with us and to use us to extend his kingdom, to abide with us. We're welcoming him saying, God, abide with me. I can't do without you. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's the sovereign king over all heaven and earth and makes decisions for our good, always for our good, according to his will and his purpose, despite what might be going on, despite what trials we might have. We can trust him above all things. Give us this day our daily bread. He knows that we need our daily provision And we thank him and trust him for that. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. That one we need to stop and think about because we're asking God to forgive us in the same way we forgive other people. So there's a mirror involved in that with how we forgive other people. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lead us not, we ask that he don't lead, don't lead us to the time of testing. We pray because we'd rather not be tested, but deliver us from the evil of this world, uh, the evil of the devil and our own sinful selves that get in the way. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever, because he is the creator and the sustainer of all things of life of us individually, and all glory and honor and worship belong to him. And we say, amen, let it be so. So prayer, miracle, God's presence with us, prayer that God is with our heart, with us, his spirit united with us. Thirdly is worship. And, and of course, this is a tough time because we're not physically in worship, but we do worship together, even on Zoom. And I like, I like Pastor Davis's opening. He was using, he said, after his opening psalm or salutation, he says, why don't you stand up and sing? It's better that way. And you know, he's right. Sherry and I stand up and sing the hymns. You get into it. Those of you that are choir members can really appreciate this, but there's something about standing up, acknowledging God before his throne and saying, God, I'm here to worship you. I'm here to give you thanks and praise. I wish I could be there in person with my my fellow believers, but I'm there. I'm with you, and and I'm bringing my offerings to you. I'm bringing my tithes and offerings in recognition of the fact that you own all things and, and that you died for my sins, and I thank you and praise you for that. So worship, all of it entails with our worship in, in music, our prayers, our offerings, and just being together, all of us face-to-face as God's people here. It's a wonderful technology that we can share even even in these hard times to to stay connected. Because when we're together in the pews and we're side by side and we're sharing the peace together, it's a good feeling, isn't it? It's a good feeling saying hi to your friends. Those you probably sit next to the same people every week, don't we do? (laughs) Somebody told us that somebody marked our pew before they did the carpeting. And we hope that our pew is marked when we get back. I don't know. That was a rumor. (laughs) But 
being in worship together, worshiping God, that's the way, that's another way of being with him, having God with us, Emmanuel. And, and the last thing I want to bring to you is Bible study, Bible reading, reading the word of God. Now, this is, this is one of my hot buttons because uh, it's hard to do. Uh, but I want to witness to you a bit this morning about my own experience. Back in 1987, I read the Bible through for the first time, start to finish. And I used a series, our church did this, and I learned a couple things from it. One is that reading the Bible is tough. Having, having the discipline to read the Word of God is tough. But God also said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word every word now that proceeds from the mouth of God, not just the words you like, not just the things you agree with, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, because all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Uh, there's that word again, all scripture, not some, not part, uh, but all. So I took that to heart in 1987 and used this booklet series, this series called Walk Through the Bible. And it was one of the most important things I've ever done in my Christian walk. And what I want to do today through CUC is offer you the opportunity to do that beginning January 1, 2021, just this class. Now, in previous years, I've offered this same thing to the Seekers class, and we had many do that, to Crosstalk. We had a number of people from there uh, this past year. I've done this with uh, St. George Village. Surprisingly, a number of people who were Catholics there were looking forward to it, and we had a we've had a great we've had a great experience, a great journey together. But what I want to do today is offer this opportunity to meet with me once a month. The other thing I learned in this is that we've got to do it together. <clears throat> if you're interested in doing this, we need to do it as a group to encourage each other, to hold each other kind of accountable in that we'll, we would be together every month. We would meet. I've been meeting on the first Tuesdays of each month at 7.30. And at St. George Village, we have gotten back to doing this live and in person, but we could do this via Zoom with CUC. And, and I, would, uh, I would ask you, if the Holy Spirit is moving you this morning, if the Holy Spirit is giving you a nudge, as Pastor Davis calls it, if you're being, if your heart and mind are being moved to seek God in a new, more intentional way, to abide with him in a new intentional way, I offer this to you. I offer this to you today, and I would ask you, if you're so moved to do that, to give uh, Bob and Fred, both of them, an email. Just drop an email to them and say, yeah, I'm interested in that. Uh, count me in. Okay. And I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That's not for everybody. The, the Holy Spirit, it's an individual thing. Our relationship to God is an individual thing. And at different times, he speaks to us in different ways, uh, through different people, meaningful for you. But every month, and the intention would be that we would start at January 1, uh, and January 1, Genesis 1, and work our way through the whole Bible. Now, I found there's many ways to do this. Mike Long had offered this uh, several years ago, and some people chose a chronological approach. I found this works best for me because in my 
my analytical mind, I've got to keep things ordered. If I start jumbling, if I start moving things around, I, it becomes a puzzle. So I, I'd rather do this uh, Genesis 1 to Revelation. And to each month, talk about what we've read and what we will read in the coming month and try and put all this biblical history, to, to put the plan of God in front of us for 4,000 years of planning that God laid out in the Old Testament. And then the culmination, when you're reading the Bible from start to finish, by the way, it takes you until October 1st to get to the New Testament. And I'm here to tell you, by the time you get to October 1st, you need God a lot. You need God every day. You're so happy to hear there's a Savior, that God has sent somebody to save us from the wretchedness that we all are. And then Christmas, then when we sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, it gives us new joy, new meaning that the God who created everything has had the patience with his creation and brought himself to show himself, to reveal himself to us and tell us about and to show us his nature, the exact imprint of God's very being. So think about it, pray about it, um, and and drop uh, Bob and, and Fred a line if you think this is something you might be interested in, and we'll take it from there. We'll see what happens. But I, I offer that uh, to you today. So um, I'm not sure exactly how much time we had. I probably I don't know if I'm over or what what's going on here, but uh, I, I'm I'm feeling that I probably need to draw this to a close. But let me let me summarize here. God, take this lesson that God is with us. He's with us through the the facets like a precious perfect diamond of these these different parts of that relationship with us, and He comes to us through miracles. He comes to us through our prayers. He comes to us through worship. And he comes to us through his word that he's given us. Everything that he's ever wanted us to know about him is in this book. Everything that God wants us to know is in that book. So I hope that despite everything going on in this world, despite the challenges, the, the separations that, that we're all enduring this time, to know that you are the temple of God, that God dwells within you, and you are the sacred dwelling place of God, his Holy Spirit, and he's as close as your breath. Let's close with prayer. Please join. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for forgiving us. We thank you for choosing to dwell within us and revealing yourself to us. Help us to draw ever closer to you in our relationship to you. We want to abide with you. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Lord, be with me. Help me to realize and be conscious and feel the power, the love, the joy, the compassion that you have for me. In Jesus' name, we ask this. Amen. Thank you for inviting me back. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Um, thank you very much, Dave, for coming back. I'd just like to summarize again some of the things that we learned from Dave. Four things we need to do that we can do to speak and abide with God. Miracles, sometime when we have felt that God interceded in our lives. Prayer, where our own spirit is with his spirit. Worship, when we're together to give thanks and prayers and tithes. 
and reading the word of God, which we know is just requires discipline, is very difficult. And thank you, Dave, for offering the once a month study for us to walk our way through the Bible. I think that's something many of us want to follow up with. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.